Come here. I got something to show you. You're, you're, you're crazy. That's what I think. Don't come here with that posh talk, you nasty stuck-up twit. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today I'm talking about getting older. We're all doing it. We can't help but. And I'm going to tell you some things about getting older that you may not realize, you may not want to believe, but trust me, by and large, they are true. Now, this topic is inspired by a couple of things, some things Mrs. Gamer Dude and I were talking about this week, and some things that I was reading online. And I noticed that there's a trend. People, as they get older, tend to get tired of things that they used to love when they were kids. It's not everything, but there are things that people are passionate about or that they can't live without or that they focus all of their time on or that they just so look forward to, to the exclusion of everything else. And it's something that's true in their teens and their 20s and even their 30s. But then, as you get older, as you get into your 40s, your 50s, as you age beyond that, your tastes change. What you focus on changes. What's important to you changes. And we're going to tell you the thing that Mrs. Gamer did and I were talking about that inspired this. Roller coasters. We both loved roller coasters when we were younger. Before we met, we each went to amusement parks on our own. After we met, we went to amusement parks specifically to ride roller coasters. We've ridden some great roller coasters in our lives. We went to Disney World years ago, rode everything at least once, some of them multiple times. That Aerosmith coaster, the rock and roller coaster, the Himalaya one, Space Mountain, of course. We rode them all. We went to Universal, did the same thing. Before there was Harry Potter, there was a Dueling Dragons coaster there at Universal. We rode that one. We rode the Hulk coaster, of course. We loved the roller coasters. We spent a day at Dorney Park, which is an amusement park near Allentown, which has probably more roller coasters per square foot than any other park I've ever been to. I mean, you walk five feet, there's another coaster. We rode them all. But that was probably the last time we did it, because after that day at Dorney, we were both exhausted. Our bodies were beat up. Mrs. Gamerdude went to sleep as soon as we got home. We sat down on a bench at the park, and it was like, oh my god, what have we done to ourselves? And we were sitting and saying to each other, boy, that was fun, but I'm not sure I want to do it again. And we really haven't. I mean, we did go to Universal again after that with the kids. We had a good time, but we didn't ride the coasters like we used to. And quite honestly, as I sit here today, I'll go on a coaster again, I guess. But I used to plan trips. I used to plan summer vacations around places we could go where there was a roller coaster. And now, not so much. So anyway, that's the topic that inspired today's episode. And I got to thinking, well, what other things am I not passionate about? What other things do I not have the same level of caring about that I used to have? And for me, the NFL is one of them. Sports in general, but the NFL in particular, followed closely by college basketball. Those are the two sports that I used to just sit by my TV and watch all of the time. Not to the exclusion of other important things, but on a Sunday afternoon, I would always make time for at least one game. During March Madness, I would always make time to watch as many tournament games in the college basketball brackets as I could. I loved it. Loved it. I loved the basketball. I loved the NFL. I rooted for my Jets, but I watched any team playing in the NFL. In college basketball, I just watched whatever game was on. I loved the game so much. But a couple of things have happened as I've gotten older. Number one, the games have taken on a different tone. There are far more commercials. They're far slower. 
They take far too long to finish, and I just don't care that much about that kind of time commitment. The teams and the games don't interest me enough to spend three and a half or four hours watching a football game, or three hours watching a college basketball game. There are other things that I'd rather do with my time. Yeah, I still like the sports, but, you know, I'll watch the highlights on SportsCenter if I watch them at all. And if there's something that I hear about that's important or exciting, I'll go look up a clip. But there are things that are far more important to me, even if it's just sitting around, reading a book, working on a project around the house, playing a video game. I'd rather do that stuff. I know, that's blasphemous to a lot of NFL fans and a lot of college basketball fans, but I'm telling you, As you get older, you appreciate that there's a limited amount of time to do things. And by limited amount of time, yes, the end of your days, you realize, oh yeah, I don't have 50 years ahead of me anymore. It's probably closer to 20 or 30. And there's a lot of stuff that I haven't done yet that I want to get done. And I'd rather go do that stuff. That kind of goes to the next thing too. Going to concerts. I used to love going to concerts. I saw so many bands live, I wanted to go for the experience. I wanted to go see the band or the artist perform as much as possible. Back in the day, John Denver, James Taylor, I've seen Springsteen a couple of times, Kenny Chesney a couple of times, Toby Keith, Gretchen Wilson, Martina McBride, Jimmy Buffett, of course, multiple times. Nothing like a Jimmy Buffett concert. I've seen all of these acts, and I loved it. It was great fun. But somewhere along the line, the concert-going experience changed, and I've mentioned this before. You can't go to a concert anymore and sit and enjoy the concert. Everybody's on their feet. Even if you have a seat, you don't get to use it. Not only that, but everybody feels obligated to sing along with the artist. You know what? It's not karaoke night. I don't need to hear you. I need to hear him or her. And then as you get older, you worry about things like... The line getting into the place, finding a place to park. The parking situation when you get out of the concert. Leaving the venue. Takes you an hour to get there. The concert's an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Then it takes you three hours to get out of the parking lot. What a great night. As you get older, that stuff matters to you. You do the math. Let's see. Four hours in the car, just in the parking lot, for a two-hour show. Hmm, that math isn't working for me. That math stops working for you once you hit about 40, 45 years old. All of a sudden, you think, you know, I can probably find a video of this concert somewhere online. And you save that four hours in the parking lot. And speaking of parking, as you get older, you don't want to deal with parking. You want to be able to pull up to where you're going, park in their parking lot, go inside, and be done. As you may recall, Mrs. Gamerdude and I were going to Philadelphia. We had to go to some doctors in Philadelphia. And parking to get to these places is ridiculous. Like the office is in one building, but you can't park in that building or under that building. You have to park around the corner in that parking garage and work your way over to that building. It's crazy. I mean, you have to go, but I can't tell you how annoying it was to have to figure out, okay, this is the address, but we have to factor in 20 minutes to park the car and walk to the address. I just want a place that's right there. I don't want to deal with looking for parking. I want it to be convenient. You know, that's the same thing with the supermarkets now. I want it to be convenient. Now, I'm going to sound like all of the old guys screaming about self-service at the supermarkets, but let me tell you, there's a reason that we're upset, especially in New Jersey. In New Jersey, they've taken our shopping bags away. No supermarkets are allowed to provide you with those plastic bags anymore. They're not even allowed to supply you with paper bags. You can't have bags at the supermarkets in New Jersey. And I've talked about the paper plastic controversy before. That's a whole other scam we won't revisit today. But compound that with the fact that so many supermarkets are now going self-service on the checkout lines. I hate it for a number of reasons. 
Number one, it does take jobs away from people. You can't tell me that all of the people who used to work at cashiers are still employed at the supermarkets. They're not. I can tell because I don't see those people anymore. I've been going to the same supermarket for over a decade. I recognize people, and I've missed some over the years that used to be there. Now, sure, they could have gotten a new job, but they've replaced 75% of the checkout lines with self-service counters. So you're costing people their jobs. That's number one. Number two, I'm not getting paid to do this. One of the services you're supposed to provide me is somebody checking me out. Why does it become my job all of a sudden? And it's a little thing because I know a lot of the younger generations, they don't care about it that much. They accept it as a fact of life, but that's because it's become normalized. It used to be a fact of life that you'd go to the supermarket, bring your purchases to the cash register, the cashier would check you out and put the stuff in a bag for you. That was a fact. It used to be a fact of life you'd go to a gas station and they'd have a full service attendant there. Not only would they pump your gas, they'd check your oil, they'd check your air pressure. Now that's a long time ago, but that's what's happened over the years. They stopped providing services and continue to charge the same prices or increase the prices. So we're paying more and getting less. And I think that's the biggest complaint that I have about the self-service checkout lines in the supermarket. I'm doing a job that I didn't sign up for. Somebody else is out of a job and I'm getting less service for my trouble and for my money. One of the other things, actually, it's a bunch of other things that I really don't miss, that I really don't have a passion for anymore, that I really don't care about anymore, is all as a result of my retirement. Long-time listeners know I took early retirement. The aggravation of working with people, the aggravation of commuting, the aggravation of having to get up every morning, get shaved, get dressed in your work clothes, the aggravation of all of that at some point becomes too much. You just get tired of it. And as you get closer to the point where the possibility of retirement becomes more real, you start weighing those factors. And then you start doing the math. Am I going to be able to survive on what I have put aside? Now, this is why I talked about in last week's episode, learning to manage your money. You want to put that money aside. You want to have a nest egg so that when the time comes, when you reach your 50s and your 60s, you want to have the ability to make those decisions. You want to have a cushion to fall back on. Can I take early retirement? Can I stop working? Can I at least change jobs, maybe take a part-time gig or a consulting gig? Why? Because the aggravation of dealing with the day-to-day life, going to work, dealing with bosses, dealing with co-workers, dealing with office politics, you are going to get tired of that. You are going to get aggravated with that. You are going to be done with that sooner than you realize. And then it becomes a question of just holding on as long as you can. Because you got to get to a point, you're trying to get to a point where you're able to retire. Because let me tell you, the grind gets harder. Putting up with people gets harder. Putting up with the aggravation that you see on a day-to-day basis. Let's say you work in an office where there's a cafeteria. And let's say they stop serving chocolate pudding. When you're 25, no chocolate pudding doesn't matter so much. You go, eh, so I'll have Oreos. When you get to 55 and you look forward to that chocolate pudding every day, and then they unilaterally decide not to serve it anymore, that makes you crazy. There's no justification for that. You'll go into the cafeteria demanding your chocolate pudding. And they'll say, well, we decided to stop serving it. And that might be enough to drive you to retirement. Because what little joy do you get out of work except your chocolate pudding at lunchtime? Now, you may think that I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. But let me tell you, it's dozens of little things like no chocolate pudding at lunch that can be the difference in whether you like working for a place or not. 
They have chocolate pudding. It's great. They've taken my chocolate pudding away. It's not so great anymore. They don't give me chocolate pudding anymore. I get no more post-it notes. I have to supply my own paper clips. I have to use my own cell phone for work. All of a sudden, these little things, four, five, six little things, seven, eight, nine little things, they become a big thing. And you get tired of dealing with it. Trust me when I tell you, you get tired of dealing with all of the little crap. You've probably heard of that water torture thing where they drop drips of water on you and you say, well, how bad can that be? What's a drip of water? Okay, one drip of water isn't bad. But if you're tied to a table and they're dripping water on your head, drop after drop after drop, okay, maybe it can take 30 seconds, maybe it can take a minute, maybe it can take an hour. But at some point, those drops of water, they're going to break you. That's why they do it. The drops of water that you face in your day-to-day life at work, they are going to accumulate. Those little drops that annoy you, they are going to break you one day and you're going to want out. That's why you want to have that nest egg because you're going to get tired of it. You're going to get tired of the grind. Here's another thing that we've kind of gotten used to not doing because we don't have the passion to do it anymore. It's partly a result of the pandemic, no doubt, but it's also partly a result of just getting older and getting more comfortable in your own little safe place. What I'm talking about is the act of going out itself. Whether it's going out to a club, going out dancing, going out to eat, going out to a movie. I've gotten less interested in doing that as I've gotten older. Not because I don't want to. It's just partly because it's such a hassle. It's also partly because you have to deal with people who are less considerate than you are. I don't mind going out and interacting with people. I am a considerate person. I say please. I say thank you. I say excuse me. I don't crowd up against people. I don't get in people's way. But there are far fewer people these days that seem to do that. There are far fewer pleases and thank yous out there. There are far fewer polite waiters, retail clerks, customers. There are far fewer pleasant people out there. And it's just not fun to deal with them. Whether you're going out to a nightclub, whether you're going out to listen to music somewhere, whether you're going to a sporting event, whether you're going to a restaurant, it's aggravating to deal with people anymore. Just people in general. There's just a rudeness factor that's out there that I notice more as I've gotten older and that I just don't want to put up with. Mrs. Gamerdude is the same way. We were talking about it the other day. We were actually planning a trip. We were going to get away for a weekend. And we started talking about it. And both of us said, you know, I don't really feel like going. I don't want to deal with the people that we'll see when we're there. I don't want to deal with finding a place to go get something to eat. I don't want to deal with people if we go to the store. And it's not like we don't like people. We do like people, just certain people in small doses. But people, in general, they're not only aggravating, they're exhausting. You just get tired of dealing with them. Now, don't get me wrong, we did love going out when we were younger. We went dancing. We loved going dancing. But the places that we went dancing, they don't exist anymore. A lot of the clubs, especially catering to the slightly older group like we are, yes, slightly older, those places don't exist anymore. One place that we went dancing, they had a regular dance. I can't remember if it was the Knights of Columbus or the Lions Club. One of those places, they just closed up. They're gone. The Knights are gone or the Lions are gone. There's no place to go to dance. But the other side of that coin is, if we were going to go out to dance, we'd have to go put up with people. And we're not really in a mood to do that. We are much more comfortable staying in our safe place, enjoying each other's company. It's much more comfortable for us to do that. And I'm telling you, as you get older, you're going to feel the same way. Because I noticed this in my parents. I noticed this in other people's parents. As you get older, you like to hunker down. 
You like to shelter in place, as they say. I thought it was basically an old person thing, and I guess it is because I guess I'm an old person now, but it's just comforting. You just feel like being at home. You know, another thing that I won't put up with, and I get this from my dad, and it's probably why it's always been a thing, but even more so now, it's standing in line. It's waiting in lines. This kind of goes back to the lines at the parking lot at the concert that I don't go to anymore. I hate waiting in line. I hate waiting in lines, especially because they are usually so unnecessary. And I'm talking about basically any kind of line. Is it a line and a ride at an amusement park? Sure, I hate those lines. That's why I liked FastPass when Disney used to do that. At least it cut the line. But there was no way I was ever waiting in a line for three hours to ride a ride at Disney World. That was never going to happen. But people do it. I'm not one of those guys. We would go to the park. I would see which lines were less than an hour. And those would be the lines that we'd wait in. Ideally, less than 30 minutes. On the few occasions that Mrs. Gamerdude and I were at the park and we had lines that were like less than five minutes long, we'd ride that ride five or six times in a row. The Mummy Roller Coaster at Universal. We were there on a rainy date. Nobody went to the park. The park was literally empty. We were beside ourselves because there was no lines. The Mummy is an indoor coaster, so you get to ride it. You get off it. You get right back on it. It was great. Once that line time gets up to an hour, though, (laughs) oh no, I'm out. But the lines also apply to the supermarket or to a retail store. I won't wait in those lines. I've gone into a supermarket for one thing. I've seen the checkout line have 15 people in it. I say, you know, I don't need that thing that bad. And I'll leave it and go. And no, I don't put it back. It's called impulse not buying. My impulse is to not buy it now because your line is too long. I'm out. One of the reasons I have easy pass in my car is so that I don't have to wait in lines at toll booths. Yes, I hate them. If you've never had the joy of driving on the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey, there's a toll plaza every couple of miles. I'm not lying. It's every couple of miles in certain sections. As you get further along in southern Jersey, you get 20 and 30 mile stretches between toll plazas. But in North Jersey, they have a toll plaza basically every five miles. And when you're trying to get out of North Jersey to South Jersey to get to the shore, you used to wait in lines all of the time. Even with Easy Pass, you still wait, but at least it moves a little better than when you used to have to stop at the toll plaza and drop a quarter in the basket, or, heaven forbid, pay the attendant a dollar and wait for change. And how many people, do you imagine, are driving the Garden State Parkway without change in their pockets? You wouldn't think anybody would do that. It's not like it's a big secret they have toll plazas. It's not like it's a big secret that you need to pay a toll every few miles. And yet people always got on the Garden State Parkway without change in their pockets. And they'd have to break 20 for a 25 cent toll. But yeah, lines make me crazy because they're usually so unnecessary. And as I've gotten older, I've gotten even less tolerant. The last thing I'm going to mention is sex. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love sex. Sex is great. Sex is amazing. But I'm going to tell you something about getting older. As you get older, especially if you're in a good relationship, the sex actually becomes less important. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's still important. And don't get me wrong, it's still great. But when you're in your teens, when you're in your 20s, when you're in your 30s, it's always on your mind. When you're single and going out to the clubs, when you're in the dating situation, you're always thinking about, well, am I going to have sex? When am I going to have sex? Who am I going to have sex with? You're always looking for it. That's always an important feature of every date. That's always the ultimate goal in every relationship you get into. It's always in the back of your head, oh, when am I going to have sex? I need to find someone who's willing to go to bed with me. It's a driving force when you're in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, for some people, into their 40s and their 50s. 
And don't get me wrong, some people never outgrow that. There's a certain segment of the population, and it's primarily males, but there's a certain segment of the population that just never outgrows that thinking with their little head thing, if you know what I mean. It's actually a sign of maturity when you could put that as a factor in your life, but not the sole motivating factor in your life. And that's what I'm getting at. As you get older, as you mature, the sole motivating factor in your life is not sex. There are other things that are important to you. There are other things that you would rather spend time on. There are other things you would rather do with your significant other. Sex is one of them, but it's not the most important one. It's just an aspect of your relationship. And let me tell you, that's one of the nicest parts about getting older. The fact that you are not focused on sex all of the time actually makes your world and your life better. You experience more things. You explore different aspects of your relationship with the person that you're involved with. You enjoy each other's company just sitting on the beach. You can enjoy each other's company just sitting on the couch. You don't have to be naked. Not that being naked is bad. Being naked is good. But it's not the only reason that you're together. You get a certain satisfaction. You get a certain comfort. You get a certain peacefulness out of being with someone who you want to be with. And the being naked part is a nice benefit, but it's not the only reason for the relationship. And let me tell you, that's freeing. It's liberating and it's very comforting. It's very comforting to know that you're with someone who just wants to be with you. It's nice to be with someone who just likes you for you. And that's why less of a focus on sex as you get older is actually a good thing and an enjoyable thing. All right, so there are some things to think about. These are the things that you're not going to worry about as you get older. Maybe not all of them. Everybody's different. Taste is subjective, just like comedy. But I suspect that this list is pretty comprehensive and will have wide applicability. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate your support, and I appreciate you taking the time to be here. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.